Welcome back to Game Investing. This is Hopper. I got a special guest again coming back on for us. Dan, how are you doing today? I love that piece you just uh, threw up on Instagram. <laughs> hey, hey, Hopper. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no, uh, luckily just got that uh, Tyson field. Uh, just got it in yesterday and uh, bought, uh, you know, own a piece of history. So you want to give us a story on that or is that... Something no, there's not too much about it. I just got lucky that uh, someone that used to work at a store, uh, he forgot he had it. And uh, he gave it to me at a very, very reasonable price. And, uh, you know, those it's always scary to get it in the hand. And, yeah. You know, looking at that seal and everything else. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's not perfect, but yeah. it also it's, you know, I'm hoping. Uh, I, you know, I've rarely ever gotten anything graded. And um, this this will be fun to see what it turns out to be, just because you know when you spend you know a few thousand dollars or whatever, kind of like to get it, make sure it's everything's legit. So yeah. sending that in the water to see how that comes back, and uh, yeah, yeah sending that in, sending in an action fifty two sealed, okay. um, and just for kicks, I'm sending in a Tekken three, just because why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice to send in a mix, and I just dropped a video on the white bullet Tyson I got in because I was I was trying to re remind the community that. You know, it's not just grading, it's authentication, certification, and preservation. And that's what you're talking about. You got a piece from a guy that had a retail connection. You feel like it's real. You feel like it's legit. But you want to know, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this one's going to be pretty easy to tell mm -hmm. that it's mm -hmm. legit. But, you know, you always have to think it back in your head. And when you spend a few thousand, it's rather, yeah. you'd rather make sure right in the beginning. So, um, those games that, you see go up for sale or whatever else that they are questionable you do see the h line that's a little bit wobbly and uh -huh. you know some people can tell with the colors and stuff like that but there is some good fakes out there so you do have to be careful yeah i think they're right a lot of people were talking about that ducktails too yesterday that hit ebay yeah uh definitely fake as can be definitely. um <laughs> that person also had a mega man one that was the exact same looking we just didn't put it up um wow. but yeah you, they and I don't even think that that seller even knew they were selling a reseal or, you know, that it might have been fake inside. Sure. But, you know, sure. uh, see what happens. I know one person bought it. Hopefully they didn't pay. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I, I brought it up is because I saw a hang tag on your piece. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen that before on a Tyson. And it looked like one of those, like, lighter faded plastic hang tags. So I was thinking mm -hmm. that probably is retail then. Like a shop stuck that on there, or do you think that's factory, or what do you think about? You know, I haven't tag? even researched into uh, yeah. hang tags with Tyson. Um, you know, it was a, late, a later model, so it would be uh -huh. uh, very possible that is from you know Nintendo or not. And now, hopefully, an expert doesn't tell me, "Hey, you just got screwed." Um, <laughs> no, but uh, you could you could tell the yellowing on it, uh, everything else. I, I believe that was um, you know uh, legit. It's just it is a later. Um, release you know yeah. the earlier releases you're going to have the original um nintendo hang tag yeah of course so, of course yeah a lot of the hang tags fell off uh throughout time so once in a while you get lucky and there's a hang tag that uh stayed on there you know because you know i don't know the percentages but i'll make it up that 50 percent or so you know lose their hang tag just because sure. the, the glue falls off sure. um so yeah no luckily that still had that and uh you know it beautiful colors nice tight seal yeah uh, so hopefully we'll see what happens uh it, you know i'm 
guessing at least a seven zero. Um, seven point yeah. five is my random guess. So yeah, uh, I, mean, I would be I would be happy at a seven five authentic. You know, authentic is the key for me if I'm sending in something five or ten grand. Man. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I really don't have too much question about it. You know, I've seen fakes. I've seen you know, yeah. you kind of know what to look for. You didn't get so, it on eBay, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> what's up? You didn't get it on an eBay then. Oh, I won't lie, I did get it on eBay, but but the also, guy's legit. Kind of, you know, you know the kind of sellers that um, that sell such things and the things to look for. Yeah. But also, it's a piece. You know, you got to look for those little those um, those little question marks on the piece. You know, how's sure. that seen? How's sure. the color? How's the feel? How's the hang tag? Um, and there's no red flags yet. And uh, cool, cool. You know when. Yeah, when you do get, you know, usually there's also uh, red flags with the seller. You know, you got to watch out for is, sure. uh, you know, <laughs> when they, you know, uh, they don't want to pay by PayPal. They, you know, they <laughs> they want what Cash App. They want to sell you something else on the side. There's a few different things to watch out for, and also if that's the only item they're selling, that's always kind of a thing. Yeah, that you got to watch out for. Definitely. So, definitely. so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned uh, HCM, and I've I've touched, you know couple thousand games over my career and i've never examined the h seems really close but they make me feel comfortable overall mm -hmm. but are you saying there's fake h seems out there then yeah no if you uh there was actually that ducktails that uh yeah. got sold out yesterday and you could see on that h seam it was it was really bad they they try to fake the h seam and it, you know it wasn't a straight line yeah and yeah. you could just tell how it pressed together um, a few other collectors helped me kind of, you know, I had a check, a double check with a few people, but sure, sure. you know, that there's no one that thought it was real after we spent time on it. So do you um, think, no. do, you, do you think these are like the DS games I've seen over the years that are completely manufactured? They're legit. They actually play, but they're counterfeits. I believe. Is that what that was? Is manufactured counterfeit? In other words, I, I don't know. This one was a little bit tricky because I mean, faking an H seam is not normal. That's you know, you don't see that often. Yeah, that's you know, rare. You, I've never you seen see that. reseals, and you see, you know, see um, stores that just resealed them, and they, they weren't passing them as fakes, you know. But this was something different, so it was something to keep an eye on. Um, but you, you know, um, some great people kind of pointed out some of the coloring. Uh, someone yeah. noticed the bottom. You know, yeah. the bottom piece was flipped upside. Uh, you know, you, there's a few red uh, red flags, but the fake uh, H uh, seal, you, you know, you definitely now know it. You could look at it. And I recommend people looking on eBay and strike up DuckTales. They think it might have for, you know, almost 2900 And, um, you know, the consensus is it's fake. But take a look and judge for yourself. I mean, sure. it's uh, interesting to see um, what something that most likely is fake yeah. kind, of, yeah. kind of you could tell i mean um yeah i mean i, I think uh, i actually i want to look at the positive side as far as the yeah. hobby growing up and i've seen this in sports cards many years ago and that's why grading came into sports cards was fake jordans i mean they were left and right uh pretty easy to spot but when you get it in a case and you're you, maybe you're not an expert you feel good so the question yeah. is is this something that's now going to start accelerating? Are we going to see more and more fakes as we see more and more high prices? And I look at that as kind of respect. Like if you're going to go and run a factory to produce fakes, I mean, man, that to me is saying the market is actually healthy on the uh, 
you know, the demand side is what I'm talking about, not the supply side, but the demand side. What do you think about that as far as fakes? Do you see that as respect? Do you see do you see that as a growing problem? Is is it just a one-off ducktails or does this mean there's a hundred out there? You know what I'm saying? If it was manufactured? Well, I know that seller had more than one. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a you know, the it's a mix of all that. I mean, it's where there's money, you're gonna have more fraud or crime or whatever you want to call it and uh sure. it's good because it means there's more interest i mean there's more interest so there's more interest to fake stuff or whatever else um i know they had a another one that was almost identical but it was a mega man and uh wow you know and i can't say 100 percent that these are fake so let me be clear about that it's just uh this is actually a good thing about social media this is like a good thing about social media the consensus i would say would say that it's fake so i mean yeah, when i, I say fake though what do we mean i'm thinking manufactured counterfeit I mean, that's a little different than fake but mm. manufactured means you didn't make one piece to me you know as a businessman you know i if you're gonna make one you probably made a hundred or a thousand or maybe even 10,000. Who knows? Because I've seen DS games that have come through distributors to eBay sellers in the U.S. And you, you contact the seller and, and, and you say, this is, this is a manufactured counterfeit. And they say, I didn't know. You know, I bought, I bought a hundred of these from a distributor and uh, I didn't know. So it might not be the eBay seller's fault. So I'm worried that, is there another hundred DuckTales out there? Is there another hundred Mega Man's out there? So if you do have those in your collection and you bought them recently, you might want to take a second look maybe. Well, usually someone makes them out of just being a fan, I think. Usually I think that's how it starts. Someone makes it and they just want to make a case for themselves and uh, because, hey, they can't afford to own a box, so they make a box. and uh, Oh, I've seen those. Hard, I've seen the know. cases. All Those are left and right. Yeah, well, I mean, eBay. people make boxes too, so I mean, it's a hard to guess. I mean, you definitely see the manufactured side of, hey, there's, I mean, if you type in Mario N64, there's what, <laughs> you know, thousands of things. Oh, there. Thousands reproduction, things. like legal. Yeah. I don't know if they're legal, but they're called reproductions, right? So you're talking cart only. I mean, that's just rampant. I'm, well, yeah. And that's, I don't know. I don't think it's legal, but I it's not legal. at the same it's time, eBay legal. hasn't really cracked down anymore on that. So I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. illegality but yeah you know that's there's almost there's no at least a lot of those say they're reproductions but you see that in n64 you know crazy status because of how much demand there is for those games um wow. super nintendo you see some you know wow. you do see it less the thing that's kind of nice i like gamecube and stuff like that because it's gonna take a lot more effort to fake a gamecube game because those desks it's not going to be easy to, you know, it's not something casually you could call up a, you know, a, yeah. a factory yeah. in China and be like, hey, we want 100,000 <laughs> of this game. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth your time. That's the thing where um, eventually someone, you know, made a, put in an order with the factory in China and made a bunch of N64 games. Uh, you can do that. You know, that's not saying it's illegal, but um it's cheap enough to do and the cases yeah. were cheap enough to do yeah gamecube's not really there yet so that's where i enjoy uh collecting gamecube games uh you don't mm -hmm. have to really worry about that so yeah that's a good um, point that's yet. a good point if you're going to collect raw you know gamecube's a great one because it's got that smaller disc and what you're saying that smaller disc is just not something you can make a phone call and go print me a thousand dvds because they're not dvds that's what you're saying yeah right? Yeah, exactly, and that's where it's kind of cool because it was only one system, 
and you're just going to have a lot less of uh, reproductions uh, fakes on that. But, you know, eventually uh, we'll have to see what uh, happens with reproductions. It will probably, you know, pop up a little bit more um, from time to time. But, you know, there's so many good YouTube videos and stuff which really help uh, the community yeah. of what to look for and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, you know, uh, YouTube. having That's... the screwdriver to pop open yeah. these you know, and look at other people's pictures, you know, don't go in there blind, always do your research and sure. if you're spending a lot of money. Yeah. You know what? It might be worth it if it's sealed to get it graded. You know, yeah. I don't like getting most of my games graded. I have a, a Super Mario three that hey, it's beautiful. I know it's legit just by the feel, the yeah. look. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I was going to sit here. You know, I, I personally don't like grading everything just because I'm like more of a collector. So yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's, if it's just sitting there, go, there's no, reason to grade it now yeah. if you're eventually looking to sell it or if it's a high dollar piece yeah i like to grade it you know that's it really, makes sense. yeah that's a really good point because that's kind of one of the goals of the podcast is trying to find a separator between collecting and investing and what you're saying what i'm hearing is that the investor is kind of thinking well i might sell this in the future someday should i sell it raw or should i set it you know should i sell it authenticated i'm, I'm looking that as authenticated and if you get it authenticated yeah, I, I completely agree with you that it's going to be easier to sell down the road because the buyer doesn't have to worry about, you know, H seam or hang tab or variation. It's all printed right there on the label. And maybe the buyer's not a collector. Maybe the buyer is looking to come into the market and they're coming over from coins, comics, sports cards, and they don't know a lot about video games. So I, I really agree with you on that point. You know, you don't have to get it graded if you're a collector, but maybe... For some investors, it's a great idea. Excellent point. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to get stuff great. I think we yeah, all that, have something to look yeah, forward to. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, as an investor, you know, you really just got to look at the cost of it. Is it worth it? You know, sure, a lot of people sure. like getting everything graded. And yeah. I think if they looked at how much it costs them, maybe it's not smart to grade that $100 again that ended up selling for 200 I bought a DuckTales 2 cartridge for, it was right at like 200 bucks. It wow. was on eBay. Wow. And uh, it was just cartridge, and that's what they pretty much go for, two two twenty. Okay. But I thought about it, like it costs probably that person most likely if they're not a deal, don't have a thing with WADA, a dealer membership. Uh, you know, seventy five bucks to get graded. Sure. I go, they could have just sold it raw and got the same price. You know, it, yeah. within twenty bucks, it, it it just comes to the point of, you know what, if you're high dollar stuff, get it graded. Most likely, it's going to make your life easier. Yeah. If it's yeah. low end. It, you know, there's a dollar amount that if it makes sense. Yeah, if you're willing to do the $35 tier that takes 180 days and wait that amount of time. Yeah, you know, you get a bunch of stuff graded. But if you're spending 50, 75 bucks a game getting, you know, stuff, you know, say the soft clean at $6 per, you know, you really got to figure out, hey, is it worth it? You know, is it worth your investment? Yeah, I mean, paying- I hear you. I hear you. I'm a dealer. I've got a thousand games in stock over the last 10 years. And full disclosure, you know, my last water shipment just yesterday was only three games. You know, I'm not sending in stacks and stacks of games. I'm at, My new strategy is actually, full disclosure, just send a handful at a time and be very careful about it. I agree with you that, you know, you don't send in everything. In fact, I'm not even sending 95. I've got stacks around, you know, I'm thinking about sending in. But when it actually comes down to putting in my credit card, going on the website, I think very carefully. When am I going to get out of this? You know, what's my cost? What's my cost of grading? Uh, how long is it going to take? What's the market going to be like when I get it back? 
Can I wait six months? Like if it's a sports game and I send an NBA right now, I'm not, you know, maybe I do want to wait seven months for the next season because I'm going to miss this playoffs. So that's a great point. Timing, you know, and I keep saying investing is time, energy and money. So that's a great point. You know, time is really, really, you know, we're all you have kids. I've got kids, my podcast and my website. And, you know, we don't have unlimited amount of time. And I think that's another separator between collectors and investors. I think collectors see their time as kind of free because they're enjoying, you know, building collections, upgrading and all this. But investors are thinking, well, hmm, if I invest an hour over here in the stock market or coins or comics, can I get the same return over here in games? So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to send in everything, right? Yeah, no, I mean, you really got to focus on what you're sending in and why. You know, I, I think if you could get high grade, yes, send it in. You know, yeah, if you think yeah. you get 9698, oh, yeah. yeah, it's worth it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we have our piles, you know, and for <laughs> myself. You know, there's, there's tons of games that I have. I'm like, you know what? Eventually, I might want to send that in, but I have no <laughs> plan on selling those anytime soon. So, you know what? There's no point of sending them in. Exactly. You know, eventually. And, you know, dealers, they have rotations. You know, they'll send in a box, you know, send in stuff once a month, you know, and keep it in rotation. That's, you know, That's everyone smart. has their strategy. I just want to warn people from sending in every game they get, and then they don't realize that they're just going away their profits. And I think WADA is a great company, and yeah. I believe in sending stuff in. I just think you got to be careful because we all get a little trigger happy. It's kind of like, you know, going to a candy store, just kind of grabbing everything at first <laughs> and getting everything graded. Where, yeah. you know, try to be more... Um, Definitely. You know, be more of a sniper on it. And, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, I'm going to send this in. I think, you know, this is going to help the price in this range. You know, it's yeah. going to go... The, yeah. That's why I said that, you know, I mentioned Tekken, Tekken 3. I got a beautiful copy another day. I was like, you know what, I'll send this in. I, I think it could be a 9698 candidate and, uh, you know, yeah. it, it yeah. could add to the value. Yeah. And it was something kind of for the fun side, just to, I'll send this in. I think this is worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Action 52 is a little bit different because it's... Uh, uh, I don't know where that's going to grade out. It's a uh, those seals are a lot different because they're not uh, official Nintendo. So hmm. it's a very rare game. I think there's only one on eBay at five thousand for six point oh, and you never know where those are really going to sell because it's very rare but very niche market for those. So now, what, uh, are you we'll ta- see. what are you talking about? You're talking about Tekken three for PS three, Xbox three sixty. Well, um, the te- well, there's two games. PS one. Tekken 3 for PS1. Oh, PS1. Uh, okay, so you're, yeah. you're you're talking about a potential 9698 on a PS1. That would be something to send in for sure. No crack exactly. case, clean corners. I mean, those are delicate, aren't they? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, one little thing and you got a cracked corner there or whatever else. They look perfect to me, so I figured why not? It's kind of fun to send and in. You're talking about a black label, not a green label? Black label. Yeah, there you um, go. There you go. I mean, a clean black yeah. label these days on any key, they're gone. They're dried up. It's like gone. It's, it's yeah. I know any game that people kind of enjoy playing. You know, yeah, those are yeah. gone. Twisted Metal, Tech, and yeah, go yeah. on and on. Um, but yeah, the, the other game I was mentioned was Action Fifty Two, which was a unofficial game that uh, is very rare. Um, you, I got Could you educate me on that? Because I didn't really grow up with Nintendo. Um, I know homebrews on Atari back in the seventies, but are you talking about kind of a homebrewers or non-licensed? What is it's that non-licensed. Um, I probably could go too far into that, but well, we've got no. 10 minutes I, well, I left. mentioned to you before that I I got a you know I'll mention it here is that I got a a, a collection in from uh, 
the UK, a beautiful oh. collection. And that's what it came uh, came from. And also got a couch on six and one um, among some great games. DuckTales 1 and 2, Castlevania 1 through 3, Zelda. <laughs> there, wow. Um, people get confused with, I have to mention that um, in the UK, they, they did sticker seals. Uh, on the later releases, yeah, and that, yeah, and the, there's a few of those, and they're always just kind of cool to see. So I got a good, you're, great. You're talking about that's PAL cool. that's not shrink wrapped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got a couple they have, of those. They have a sticker seal, and some new collectors or investors can get kind of, I won't say tricked, but they might, um, you know, Zelda was never sticker sealed, you know, so, but in the UK it was. Okay, so now does Wada take a, a blue light and magnifying glass across the top edge and check to see if the top flap has been cracked at all? And if it has been cracked, can it get an NS? Does it get an NIB sealed? What does it get? I think it's just going to be like the Mario, that, so you know, the, the original sealed ones. I'm sure they have many different ways to see how, you know, if it's been opened to look at the sticker. So if the top uh, flap has been cracked, can that mm -hmm. still not get a CIB? Um, if it's been cracked, it's going to get the CIB. I mean, as far as I know. Even if it's been yeah. opened one time and it's been pulled back once, I heard that with like a high intensity ultraviolet light or something, they can tell if there's a hairline across the top edge. So you're trusting this supplier over in UK that he's never opened them ever. Well, with this deal, I was getting such a good deal, I didn't have to worry about that. Zelda <laughs> 1? So, I mean, the, the you list know, you just popped where, off. Uh, wow. You know, being a collector, I was able to get these extra pieces where I know my money's safe. Yeah. I knew, you know, within just Action 52 and the Caltran, that was going to pay for the deal. Wow. So getting these extra pieces were... I didn't have to worry about each individual piece, where it's kind of just gravy, you know, the okay. ducktails and okay. such. I'm like, hey, these are just great pieces I get to keep for now. Um, eventually, we all have to get rid of stuff. Um, sure. We can't hold on to it forever. I don't plan on being uh, buried with Nintendo games. Have you sent in? My life. <laughs> have you have you <laughs> have you sent in any pal and got it back yet? I, I have not. I have that's in one of my piles. I have a couple pal, but I was thinking about sending in the raw cartridge only because. I didn't have confidence. Well, I knew I knew for a fact that they had been open because on eBay he was showing pictures of the inside and the outside. So right there, it's never going to come back NIB or NS or I guess it's only NS then. NS or sealed are the two. So the two grades on new from WADA are NS or sealed. There's no like NIB for like a flap that hasn't been cracked. It's either CIB, NS or Sealed? Are those the three? Games? Yeah, I mean NS usually. I mean usually when they market, uh, you know, their Atari games and such, usually they they can tell that it was in a uh, yeah, you know, yeah. The box, a case. Those so, are those are glued shut though. I'm talking about this PAL thing where you know sticky hands could have got in there and cracked that flap one time. Well, it, it has the sticker just like uh, the original. You know, first releases of Nintendo in the states. Where well, no, no, no. It, I'm, it, I'm talking about the ones that don't have the sticker. The, the ones that, like, I have a Metal Gear, and it doesn't have a sticker, and unfortunately, it's been opened. So the only yeah. chance I have is CIB or raw cartridge. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I mean, I'm talking about they actually have the Nintendo sticker on that top flap, so you can tell if it's been torn or not. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so you'll be able to easily tell. Hey, this has been open. So you're talking uh, pal. You're talking pal, 
Sticker sealed, no shrink wrap. And is there any variations on the sticker? Is it like a glossy sticker? Is it? It has Nintendo across. I'll okay. send you. I'll send you uh, after some stuff on it. Um, it's very really cool. Yeah. I mean, the the cool thing about uh, collecting some of the PAL stuff is it's not as desired. You know, everyone wants United States for its yeah, print, of course, but of there's course. so much cool stuff in the UK. Yeah. And honestly, eventually, I think the Famicom stuff will come along. I do. Believe uh, so. I mean, you have that the great illustrations and um, art on these, and it's the same game, and people enjoyed it. It's just. In the states, I think we collect stuff a lot more than the rest of the country. Sure. I mean, we're so um, that's why you see the prices. I mean, a lot of times um, you'll see a sealed game from the UK go for three, four hundred bucks. In the states, it'd be. I mean, if it's first print, you know, North America, it would be five thousand dollars. So, oh wow! Um, you know, it, there's a big price thing, and you could. It's the same game, just yeah. a little bit different. You know, little <laughs> it, bit it was different for another market. Artwork. So. Um, I've seen stadium events on eBay, and every time I search for it, the only ones that come up, I think, are PAL. I don't know what country they're from, but I've never seen like a North American stadium events in a box on eBay so far. The yeah, only- they don't come up that often. It's especially lately, everything's been pretty dry. Everything's getting kind of by dealt um, yeah, behind this. It's the- dry. So, do you see those print runs as shorter or longer than North America? Oh, I would assume shorter. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's an assumption. Let me be clear there. Just an opinion. But, you know, that's what we're talking about is opinions. We're giving our opinions <laughs> well, I, on you the know, podcast. Sometimes I have the facts. Sometimes I'm going off of stuff that I've actually, you know, researched data. Sure, sure. That, that's just a complete guess. Uh, but the cool thing is, you know, they are the same, you know, sometimes the exact same covers. And, yeah. you know, you know, the, I got an SMB3 uh in that collection so and sometimes they're different art and that's to me very cool to see the same game with different art uh is neat yeah i mean full disclosure i've been to japan 10 times my my cousin works at sony nothing in gaming but i would love to see the collecting and investing community go global i would love to see you know high-end pal pieces high-end famicom pieces on ebay on heritage i mean i think that's gonna happen someday I just don't know when. I don't know where the demand's going to come from. I don't know if Europe is going to want American and then we're going to want Europe or Japan is going to want American and we're going to want Japan. I mean, we're so early in the game when you look at it globally. We don't know where the demand's going to come from. So I think you're smart to kind of diversify like Ray Dalio. You know, Ray Dalio's doing the same thing. He's selling off US dollar assets and going into China. Buffett is going into the Nikkei. He's He's buying, you know, yen-based uh, companies over there that happen to trade globally. So, you know, global di- diversification is very intelligent investing, even though you have that collector mind. That's why I like you, Dan, is you can see both sides, right? You got in, you oh, got, yeah. you well, got in early, and you got in low, I, and you diversified. Well, my whole career, I've always been an investor. So, it, you know, when I buy video games, even though I'm a collector um, first, it's, I'm buying it as an investor at the same time. You know, yeah. when I buy the Tyson, you know, I, if that's full price, I probably, I would not touch it, you know, but I got a great deal on it, yeah. you know, and when I do have to go to sell it, you know, I'm not selling it right now. So people don't hit me up. Um, yeah. But if you have to, sell, <laughs> you're talking about if you have to sell it, like something punches you in the face, like you were talking about your business, you know, something like that, something like COVID-19 comes along as an investor, you're thinking, well, I'll be able to get out of this without taking a bath, you know, probably forever, 
on the on a well, make money. Like you know, I mean, honestly, I when I you know go into getting collections, you know, I have to, you know, it has to make financial sense. You know, it has yeah. to be a good yeah. decision. And you know, say you know the Tyson, you know, I spend thirty three hundred bucks on it. You know, wow. and, you know, which for a steel Tyson, you know, it's worth seven or eight thousand minimum, and we'll see what it grades out at. But you know, the reason for me is just you know that's that's being a good investor you know yeah, that's being yeah. smart about where you're putting your money yeah. i love those pieces that's the great thing about being a collector i get to enjoy it but also hey when it comes time you know luckily right now you know i'm just looking for great places to store some extra dollars and yeah. Um, yeah. a game like that is no better place definitely i mean thanks for the full disclosure i really appreciate that and for a lot of people yeah. out there a 3300 investment is a lot of money so you want to feel safe about your investment. I hear you. You've got kids. You know, you've got a business. There's no guarantees. And with this inflation thing that we're experiencing, do you want to park that in coins, comics, the stock market, bonds, or something you're passionate about, something you know? You know, Warren Buffett says, stick to your circle of confidence. I mean, how long have you been dealing with games? Are we talking decades? Are we talking, you know, if, if it's over 10 years, you're an expert, you know? <laughs> So we got well, we been, got a minute you know, left, Dan. Years. We got a minute left. Yeah. Do you want to wrap it up with any like uh, nuggets of wisdom or knowledge bombs for any newbies or you know people thinking collecting versus investing or whatever? Um, I was going to mention real quick that you know something I've been doing. I've been selling some of the comic books I collected over the years, and you know actually rotating them into video games. That's, that's a actually, good point. Good point. You so know, rotation. Yeah, yeah. We got to do an episode on rotation and diversification. That's really, yeah. really intelligent. And that's where, you know, taking some of that money, putting into the Tyson and such, sure, just sure. because, you know. So, no, I think the, the number one advice is, um, you know, when you find the right pieces, strike, you know. Uh -huh. uh, before we mentioned patience, be patient, but also you get that Tyson opportunity. You get a 9-8, you know, possibility. Make that strike if it's a great deal. And, uh, you know, good, good luck hunting, you know. Okay. Uh,